The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show today Simran Singh, who is a co-host, another one of the lead hosts on the Seventh Wave Network of Voice America. And as a host on the show, you're often holding space and asking questions of your guest. And so I'm delighted today to give Simran the chance to actually tell her story and let us know uh, her insights into what is happening in the world today. So Simran, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Peter. We are definitely such aligned individuals in the work that we're doing, and I am thrilled at the way that you share things as well, because it's, it's almost like we have this secret that we both know about that we want to share with the world and let everyone else in on. <laughs> It's becoming an open secret. Thank you. Time, <laughs> isn't, isn't that it? wonderful? Yeah. So I'd love to uh, to hear your story. I'm always interested for our listeners to hear how someone's awakening, transforming journey takes place. So, so tell us your story. Absolutely. One of the things I love for people to realize is that we are constantly being held. Just as you said, you know, there there is there is an entity or an energy or something that is constantly holding the space for us. And it is communicating with us. The universe is desperately trying to communicate with us in all kinds of ways. And the universe communicated with me through numbers. And those numbers happen to be 11, 111, and 1111. And as a small child, I always saw those numbers. And I thought it was my game. I thought, you know, this is this little secret that I have that no one else knows about, but I'm talking to God and God's talking back. And as I grew up, as we all do, you know, the things in the outside world become more appealing that you sometimes lose that connection or forget that that communication is going on, as I did. And then life happens. All of a sudden, things start to change. All of a sudden, the soul wants to be remembered. And so we hit these pebbles, rocks, and boulders, and I had a series of very large boulders hit my life, which left me in a place that uh, everything had to disappear, and what was still there I had to walk away from. And in that moment, I found myself in a very deep, dark depression. I found myself in the dark night of the soul, not quite sure if there was a net below me to catch me, not quite sure if I could walk off the ledge and know that something was going to be there. But seeing this 1111 consistently, constantly, as many as 20 times a day. And in that time period, I pretty much stayed home over the next four weeks 
and pretty much in bed because I didn't really feel like going anywhere. And every time I'd roll over, I'd look at the clock and it would say one eleven or eleven eleven. And it just kept happening. And finally, by the end of the fourth week, I got so angry that I said, God, either tell me what you want with these numbers or make them stop. And in that moment, the very first issue of my destiny, 1111 Magazine, dropped into my head, cover to cover, every word, every page. And I heard the words, you will heal and others will heal. And I think that we're co-creating with the universe. And in those moments when we finally surrender, when we finally let go of everything that we thought we were, everything that we thought we needed, we are able to birth something that is not only here to support other people, but more so here to be our own healing so that we can then rise above and support people and hold the space in the way that they need us to. And that's my story. So, Simon, how old are you uh, when this Dark Nights of the Soul happened? What was your age at that point? My age was 33, and a lot of people don't realize that these things happen at a certain age. And, And if you look back on your lives, you will see that very significant events happened at ages 11, 22, 33, 44. Those are our master years, and those are openings where we are aligned with the earth grid in a certain way that if we want to step fully into that soul journey that we can, a lot of people that I run into, you know, they've realize in my presence after I've talked to them about the numbers a bit that they had a major death happen at age 11 or that was when something occurred that really shook their world. Um, A lot of life happenings happen in that 11-year-old spot and then again at that 22. And so for me, 33 was the moment when my healing journey began, which usually lasts between 9 and 12 years. And so 33 was my beginning and it lasted a cycle of 9 years. And, and in that moment, because obviously a lot of people are going through this process, and it's really interesting you, you use the expression letting go, because I know part of the energy of Aquarius, we're, we're actually in, in Sun Sign Aquarius, Full Moon Leo last, yesterday, is, is really about this letting go process right now. So I'd love to hear you expand on exactly what that means, because it happens on a number of levels, doesn't it? It does. It's all about transformation. And if we look at nature, if we look at snakes, if we look at butterflies and out of their cocoons, if we look at all different ways that nature lets go, that life lets go, something has to be shed for something else to come. And most importantly for human beings, we identify with things, with our careers, with what we have, with what we own, with how we do things, how we love, the meaning of words, what we, what we see ourselves as, the daughter, the mother, the wife, the sister. But we never quite say, who am I or what am I or why am I here? We never quite go deeply enough into that question. And those are all of the sheddings of the skin that have to be released for us to get down to that very central core of the nothingness that we are. And in that nothingness, we will find everything that we are able to be. And then life really starts. You know, we think we're living in full-blown color just because we might see things in color from time to time. But in actuality, until we get to that point where we're willing to let go of everything we have, we're really just living in black and white. When we had an early discussion, Simran, you told me the story about um, you looking in the mirror. And if you don't mind, I'd love you to share that as well because I think it's a very profound story for people to hear. Most definitely. I spent most of my life in the fashion industry, and that is a field where it is all about make-believe and dress-up and 
a lot about image and how you can portray yourselves as very costumey. And I grew up in that world, seeing that, dressing people, uh, using fashion myself as the many masks that it could be, but in the process, dying on the inside, uh, experiences uh, with family, with friends, with my partner, all of these different things all of a sudden started to bombard me, and I couldn't figure out my, why my world was falling apart. But every time I would give a piece of myself away, every time I wouldn't say no to something and set a boundary, or every time I agreed to something that I shouldn't have, I was giving away a piece of myself, in a sense dying in a certain part of me. And it got to the point where I no longer even looked in the mirror. I worked around mirrors all day long, but I couldn't look in one. I could not look at myself. And in that period where I went into my dark night of the soul, as I was coming out of it, one day I decided that I just needed to see me. I just needed to know that I was still here, even as dead as I felt at that time. And I looked in the mirror, and I could see nothing. I saw no reflection. I saw no person standing there. I just saw the back of the bathroom. And I had to wonder, am I here? Have I died? Am I not really here anymore? I had gotten to the point where I was so invisible to myself that I could not even see my own reflection. And when you get to that place, that means you can't love yourself. You can't recognize yourself. You can't recognize other people. You're not willing to do anything not just for you, but in that moment, you're so spent and depleted, you can't possibly do anything for anyone else. But that's the very place that you can birth again. And that's the very place that you get to where you start to realize, what will it take for me to see me? What's it going to take to finally see my reflection again in that mirror? And when I do, what reflection do I want to see? And what does it take in that in that moment when you're in your darkest moment? And you've, you've already mentioned the numbers were obviously there guiding to a certain degree. But what is it? What does it take for you to make that shift in that darkest moment? The first thing I had to do was completely die. I had to die into the pain that I was feeling. I had to die into the trauma that I had experienced. I had to allow myself to die enough to become every emotion that I had suppressed over the years and not let myself feel. Because all those emotions, the sadness, the grief, the anger, the rage, the jealousy, anything that I was holding, holding back in particular because it was not good to feel those things, so I couldn't possibly, as a decent woman, let those things show. All of those things I'd never felt, I had to let them come up. Because underneath all of that density, all of that weight, was the light of my bliss, was my healing, was my joy, was the love, the immense love, far greater than any dense emotion I had to be able to share. But I couldn't even touch them. I didn't even know they were there because I never let myself see my other side. And so my first step was letting myself learn how to feel again. And that, that took time. I had to make myself read things and watch things and, and, and try to find that emotion. And the only places I could find emotion in that moment were in the heartbreak that I had, in the, revisiting the very painful moments of my life, because at least that way I could shed a tear. Otherwise, I shed nothing. But in doing that, I was then able to open myself 
to the other emotions. And that's the first place that I tell everyone to go, is you've got to let yourself feel, because we've become these numbed-out human beings. Just looking at the violence in movies on television and being able to watch it without thinking about it shows how numbed-out we've become. It really does, doesn't it? I'm just uh, thinking for a moment there in terms of those those feelings that we repress because a lot of the work I do is with people with serious cancer and it becomes really evident when working with those people that it's all those emotions that have been pushed down into their physical form that have actually created that crystallization of the cancer and to become healed we have to allow those feelings to come out and, and be released. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is is that we want to blame anything that's going on with us on something on the outside. And all of illness and disease stems from first an emotional cause. You and I both have the proclivity to absolutely every single illness and disease that's out there. doesn't mean we're going to get it. But if we repress the particular emotions and thoughts that are linked to them, then we open ourselves up to it. So despite the toxicity in the environment, despite whatever's going on in our world, despite the foods we're taking in, despite anything that's happening, if we are repressing, we are creating that disease in our body. The other elements that are outside of us are just creating the atmosphere to support it. And we have to be responsible to ourselves and for ourselves and our own healing. And that is how we are going to change this world. All of the things that are occurring right now, they're creating tumultuous change because we've gotten to the point that we needed that kind of change to make us get up off of our bums and do something, not just for the world, but first for ourselves. Then we become the change we need to see. It's quite remarkable, isn't it, seeing all, all the stuff that's been hidden, kept secret below the surface, all now coming to the surface for us to see and to acknowledge, recognize, and therefore get involved in healing with it. Well, you know, I just, I just finished watching the movie Thrive, which I'm reviewing for 11.11 Magazine's May issue, and it went on to really talk about how so much of what's going on in our world was controlled by the few and that the rest of the world is kind of being subjected to all of that. And part of me, yes, agrees, okay, there is this end path to the money. If you follow the money, you'll find out where all of the problems are stemming from. But we've been codependent in that process. Knowingly or unknowingly, some part of us knew what we're buying into, what we're doing. And that's also part of the human journey. You know, we can say we don't know what's going on. We can say that we haven't, uh, we haven't been aware that someone treated us badly. But on some level, we have known the truth because we are truth. On some level, we consented. On some level, we wanted to fall so that we could rise up. Part of this is the human condition. And the soul has always been there holding space to say, when you decide to get with it, and stop playing your games. I want you to rise up and be who you really are. And we all have the opportunity to do that right now. We can take that pain and make it our power. We can take that pain and be inspired by it to come up with the solutions of the world. And it's just a matter of shifting the perspective and letting ourselves do the inner work so that we heal. So Simran, that's a great time for us to break for our first, our first uh, break. And when we return, we'll talk about how we do move forward on the journey of the soul. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I'd like to invite you to check out my own website, www.petertung.com. My uh, February newsletter is now posted there, and there's a, an article on our Capricorn workshop in January, and also an article about uh, adjusting to living in the fifth dimensional realms as we get more and more connection to living in this present moment in a place of peace and joy, which uh, Simran is going to be talking about more later. And also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com where we have our Ambassadors of Light program and lots of uh, good things there for you, including my weekly reflection. And our next class will be on Thursday, February the 16th at 5.30 West Coast time. And I've got some great information to share with you about what is uh, happening in the world right now. And I have with me today Simran Singh, who is also a host on Voice America. And Simran, before the break, you were giving us a great insight into what has been happening and moving into the shift. But before we, we move into the shift, I just wanted to ask you to comment about one of the most difficult elements of all of this shift and change that is happening, and that is the people who are around us, our family and friends, and the changes that we're going through, and some of them are and some of them are not. Just talk about that a little bit. Well, we all chose to come here at this particular time, and we all cho- chose the circumstances in which we'd come. We've selected the family members that are going to be with us, our parents, our children, and we also selected the exact lessons that we needed to learn. In knowing that, many times we choose the family that is going to give us the most opposition or blockage to what we're supposed to learn because that's what gives us the challenge to learn. That is part of the soul journey, to want to extend ourselves and grow and expand ourselves. But in order to expand, we have to first feel restriction and constriction. And so many times that looks like what is going on in our world or the people that are around us. We have to remember that they are souls just like us with the power of choice and with the opportunity to grow and with all of the lessons that they chose as well. So we are all exactly where we're supposed to be, and we all are responsible for our own journey. There is no need to save anyone else. There is only one person to save, and that is yourself. And that means doing your work. 
allowing yourself to grow and change, not playing small, allowing yourself to be as big and as powerful as you can possibly be so that you give others the permission to do so. That is the greatest healing you can give your family. That is the greatest support you can give your community. And as you step up and become who you are supposed to be, you are going to inspire and motivate that same change all around you. In a sense, you are changing completely the inner landscape, and you are transforming enormously the outer landscape. <laughs> and that, that, that expression is exactly what we are doing in our landscape, zodiac work. We transform the inner landscape, and the outer landscape transforms with it. It's, it's fantastic. Let's talk about the, uh, the journey of the soul through the 1111 gateway, because I know that's obviously very dear to your heart. And as we begin this journey, just tell us what that means. Well, 11-111 and 11-11 are all symbols of transformative change. The 11 symbolizes to take notice that there are messages around you, that there is a greater being or energy or universe or God, whatever you want to call it, trying to communicate with you and literally nudge you in the right direction. When you see 111, that is a symbol to say you cross between positive and negative thought very frequently. Be very mindful that you are focusing on the thought forms you desire to create. Because when you focus on the negative, with the time and space that we're in now, you more rapidly create and manifest that and attract it to you. When you focus on the positive, you will more rapidly create and manifest that to you. So that's what the 111 stands for. 1111 is the actual gateway. It is the line between illusion and reality, the doorway between the physical and the spiritual, the actual step between mental thought and heartful living. 1111 is the gateway of the soul. It is the crossing point with where we are now. It will take us from third dimension to fourth, fifth, sixth dimensional reality. It is what is leading and guiding us. So, of course, last year was a very powerful year. 2011 was about action, acting on who we are, acting on healing ourselves, acting on creating a journey, acting on creating any seeds that were germinating and resting within the heart and the gut. It was about making the steps to put into action any and all things that we've been holding. 11-11-11 of last year was a powerful gate of opening. And it spans a specific time period that goes through 12-21-2012. This entire span of time is a very high frequency of energy where things manifest rapidly, where everything immediately as thought or spoken is put into energetic manifestation, and where those who did the work to act in 2011 have an additional surplus plus of energy boosting them because 2012 is the energy of building. Everything you've put into place is automatically going to surpass itself because it's already got the booster engine attached to it from the 2011. The last day of the past year was another huge gateway. It was an opening where anything that you aspired to do in 2012 automatically is to manifest by May of this year. And by that point, you can be coasting along, but any additional work you do, you are literally allowing yourself to go through the stratosphere. We are limitless beings, 
And all it requires is the energy that we come from and are and the belief that we can achieve and do. And then all that we want is literally at our fingertips. And that's one of the main messages that I like to promote, Peter, so that people understand that they're not victims. They are empowered energy in action waiting to happen, burst forth, and create. So I know that 2011, just from the work I do one-on-one with people and just the, the connections and the groups I'm involved in, 2011 was a pretty tough year for a lot of people, a lot of disruption, a lot of clearing of stuff out. But what you're really saying is that was a really important preparation for this year, which actually, with the booster rockets on, should be much more straightforward. That clearing was the action. That was necessary to happen so that we could get lined up with, with the energy level that was coming. There's a heightened energy frequency, and more people on the planet prior to 2011 were not at a high enough frequency to even stay in the energy. When we do not vibrate at an equivalent energy period, either we vibe up to it or we fall out of it. Falling out of it means we're not here anymore. Now, this doesn't say that our world is ending. What it is saying is you have a choice to vibe up to this high-frequency energy and live in that flow, or you have the chance and the choice to stay where you are, and then life is going to feel even more uncomfortable because there's this true division of the energy. There's this very high frequency that you can't seem to get into and this very low frequency that you're caught up in. So right now is prime time to access all of the tools and workshops, things like Peter just recommended, or to put your, immerse yourself in the radio shows like Peter's radio show or 1111 Talk radio show or anything on Voice America that helps your mind and your heart vibe up to read the books, to access the teachers. It's your responsibility to get yourself where you need to be. And in your heart and gut, you know if you're there or not. And so you just mentioned the 1111 Talk radio. So just tell us... Uh about the different aspects of your work that people can tune into, become part of, to help them on their journey? The first piece of my work was 1111 Magazine. That is something that I steward uh, that comes through me, and the information is amazing. It is literally a coaching curriculum to help an individual move along their path in addition to all of the other coaches and tools that they use. 1111 Magazine is now free, so you can go to 1111mag.com and register to receive it online for free or just access it through the online site, which is on that 1111mag.com. Out of that, uh, 1111 Talk Radio was birthed, and it was just an opportunity for me to take the conversations deeper in a way that people were able to hear them. Because our voices, when we speak, they're healing. Uh, the concepts, when we put them out in the air, we're imprinting our world with certain thought forms. And the media that is out there right now, it's so entrenched in portraying the drama and the negativity that's in the world, some of which is true and some of which is not, that we are requiring vehicles that allow for transformation and allow that positive energy to be spread because just one speck of positive energy can literally blow to bits a thousand percent of negative energy. So the more of us on the planet that are willing to talk about it and be it or even listen to it and do it, we are literally transforming negative energy ions every second we're in that space. Fantastic. Thank you. And in terms of of this next step, we've talked about shedding the skin and letting go. 
So the next, uh, as you just said, is vibing up, is connecting to this higher frequency vibration and consciousness. So tell our listeners how, apart obviously doing the reading, checking into the magazine, listening to the radio shows, but from a personal sort of internal journey, how can they connect with these vibrations and raise their frequency? The, the first step is definitely doing all of the inner work, noticing the signs that are showing up around you, asking in every moment when something shows up for you, whether it is a person or an experience, where is that in me? If it is something that is dark or negative, rather than looking at it as something on the outside, take that piece and turn it back on yourself and say, where can I find that in me so that I can embrace it and heal it and clear it? And when we do that, we become lighter and lighter, clearer beings. We vibrate to a higher frequency. Now, many people are mistaken in that they are seeking to just discover their joy and their happiness and their bliss. And what I'd like you to consider is that all of the emotions have an aspect of that. Can you not just be happy and joyful in your joy and your happiness, but can you be joyful in your sadness? Can you find the joy in experiencing tears? Can you find the joy in having that that rumble of anger come up in your stomach at times? Can you find a way to embrace all aspects of you so that you're not hiding anything? It doesn't mean that you become a bull that rampages around. It just means that when those parts of you need to rise up and be seen, that you are the loving caregiver, the loving parent, the one who's going to take the small orphan child that's been put in the corner and say, I welcome you back home. Please come back home so I can love you too. And so paying attention to what happens to us in the world around us, particularly when we make this commitment and move on to this path, just seeing what reflections are being shown to us is a really important part of this. An extremely important part of us. The only one in the room is you and God. There's no one else. Every person, every experience that has shown up is God showing up with a different face and a different body or a different form simply to give you the experience that you wanted. You wanted to discover your allness in this, and you wanted to discover your divinity as it truly is. And the only way to do that is for you to allow yourself to see all of you. And that's the true message, that we are all one being. We are fragmented pieces of that one being trying to line back up, coming back together and unifying in the truth that we are, which is the love and the compassion, the forgiveness and the tenderness, the, the authentic living, the conscious living, that is the unified being. And as each and every one of us, as fragmented parts, step into that position of power, we empower ourselves into unifying with the one. And so from the many, we become that one being. And so you just used the word uh, authentic there. And we're going to take our second break here, but when we come back, I want to return to this very important aspect of uh, recognizing and understanding ourselves. Speed of Tongue with Simran Singh for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. 
Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Listening on a Higher Dimension, 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I have with me today Simran Singh, a fellow colleague on the Voice America 7th Wave Network. And you can uh, go to Simran's work at www.simran-sing.com and www.1111mag.com where she has this wonderful magazine which itself is a portal into these higher realms of awareness and consciousness. So Simran, just before the break, you mentioned the authentic self and the important element of, of really making that connection. Just talk a bit more about that. Well, as we move into the soul journey, we start to become more and more aware of what truly has meaning for us and what we're willing to accept in our lives or not. And so in becoming the authentic self, we're starting to consciously choose what is for our higher good. What are the things that we no longer will stand for? What are the things now that we want to do so that we thrive rather than just survive? And that authentic living space means speaking our voice as we really mean it. It means lining up our thoughts, our words, and our actions so that we are portraying someone that is being authentic to the core. A lot of people don't understand that they're not manifesting what they want because they're sending out mixed signals. They're thinking one thing, they're speaking another, and then their actions are going in a completely different direction. When we are our authentic self, all of a sudden, the way we think is the way we speak, is the way we do. And so we are portraying the truth of who we are without any concern about other people's reactions to it because we're so grounded into it. And in fact, other people's reaction to our truth has nothing to do with us. However, it will usually be that you are drawing people to you because you are in that authentic space. It's a great way of putting it because it is, it's really getting to that point where it actually doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you. It's uh, who you really are that you show. <laughs> and then different, uh, different aspects of uh, your life change and people come in and people disappear and you're, you're now really anchored in your own core being. Oh, most definitely. And that has to do a lot with the whole self-love aspect too. You know, there is no end to our love of self. In fact, we are love itself. If all of the universe or God or source, if it is in fact love and we are here to be self-realized as the source from which we came, then our primary purpose on this planet is to discover the depth of love that we are. And that means we have to turn that love upon ourselves first. 
we have to become so lovingly selfish that we do everything in our power to care and nurture, to discipline, and to allow ourselves to really flower in the way that we intend, were intended to. And that does not mean selfish in the sense that we hurt other people, but selfish to the point that we understand that we can help no one or do no thing unless we first help ourselves. And what, uh, what stops us from really reaching that point of, of real, authentic self-love? I think we get too caught up in false love. I think we get caught up in the false need for the love of others outside. Um, it's, it's very easy to want to get that illusory affection or praise or applause or attention from those things that are outside because in a sensory way, all of a sudden that feels good. But it's because we haven't gotten deeply into our senses. In fact, we have lost our senses. We have to get back in touch with our emotions and our true sense of who we are so that we can then step into the truth that love is. Because whenever we rely upon other people's reactions to us from the outside, uh, we're giving our power away to that situation. Most definitely. We completely have gotten into the other person's car. We're driving down their lane, and our car is sitting stalled on the side of the road, very empty and lifeless. And it's such an important uh, moment of realization, that, and that's what the true letting go process and shedding the skin is, is, is really becoming vulnerable with yourself and, and opening yourself up to yourself for this healing and this self-love. It's pushing yourself into uncomfortability because, honestly, if right now sitting where you are, you are so comfortable, then you're not living your life. You have gotten in a place of stagnancy. You've gotten in a place of not growing any longer. And those are the places where we fall into addiction or numb out or we start to look outside for something else to fill us up. It is in the moment of our discomfort that we change and grow and become inspired and passionate. And it is that place of discomfort that is uncomfortable, yet it feels so good. And you all know what that means because we all have had moments in our lives where we were about to do something that just, you know, felt so fearful and scary, but at the same time exhilarated us and made us passionate and we couldn't wait to see what happened. That's the discomfort that I'm talking about. It's like preparing for the show. Yes. <laughs> there's that little, if there isn't that little bit of a flutter of nervousness and discomfort inside before the show, that's not a good sign for me. <laughs> it's that it means expectancy. I care, right? Yes, it's that being pregnant with possibility. It is that place of expectancy where we're about to give birth. And we're allowed to give birth in each and every moment because we are made in the image and likeness of our Creator. And that image and likeness is actually creation. We are creation, and we are creation creating, and that is how we can honor our source, and that is how we can honor ourselves, by constantly being in that place of creation, that place of expectancy, and in that moment of pregnant possibility where we're willing to birth in each and every moment. Earlier, Simran, you you mentioned about communicating with this uh spiritual self, this higher self, this connection to spirit, connection to God, whatever we want to call that. And, and how do you, when you are on this awakening journey as the soul is, is connecting and you're beginning to understand this, this journey, how do you uh, communicate with these aspects of, of your higher self, with spirit, 
without um, fooling ourselves and, and allowing the ego to tell us stories that actually aren't true. How do you get that authentic connection with spirit? You know, I can speak to my own journey, and it, it may resonate with people, and that is I didn't know how to communicate with myself, so how could I possibly understand any kind of being trying to communicate with me? We have to first learn how to talk to ourselves. We have to first learn how to listen to ourselves. Most of us don't even listen to what we're feeling and thinking. We berate ourselves. We speak negatively. We're harsh. We talk to ourselves and tell, us, tell ourselves that we're too fat and too thin, that we're not good enough, that we're not pretty enough, that we haven't done well enough, that we haven't become successful enough. We talk to ourselves and say that we should have done this, we should have done that. We don't praise ourselves enough. We definitely don't listen except to the negative when it comes to ourselves. So that first point of being able to communicate is learning how to communicate for the very first time with love and compassion, with carefrontation to ourselves and listening to it and having that dialogue. And that was the first step for me. I had to really hear what is it that I want? What is it that I've been doing? What is the pain that I've been feeling? What is the love that I desire? What is the purpose that I want to fulfill? And when we start to listen to that, we hear it. And in the midst of that, between the inhale and the exhale, is the space where we start to also hear something else. We start to hear the voice of spirit. We start to hear the voice of our higher self. And it's going to sound like your voice, but not. And that's the only way I can describe it, is you definitely know when it's you talking, and you definitely know when it is the big you talking. And... And it's a beautiful, amazing experience. It happens more so with me when I write. And for some, it happens when they play music. And others happen in art and others in nature. And some flat out here. But we each do it in our own way. And it's okay. We don't need to be confined to the parameters or descriptions of other people. We just need to listen to ourselves and figure out what that other voice is going to look and sound like when it comes. So when you're doing your writing for the magazine, and just explain how you sort of set yourself up for this flow. You know, one thing that I did all the way growing up was desperately want to know when God was connecting with me without realizing that God was always connected with me. And so now when I sit down to write... I just sit down and am so present that I'm there to write that it just flows. And I think that's the biggest key. Can you be so present to what you're doing that you become immersed in it? Because when you are in that immersion, you open up that core channel, that one that comes from the universe that goes all the way down through your body to the center of the molten lava earth, the one that goes along the front of your spine, that is the horror line that glows a brilliant, bright, white river of light and you light that whole highway right up. And when you're in the presence of what you're doing, that flow and that channel will fill you with what you need to complete that task, whatever it is, whether it's changing a diaper, taking out the garbage, writing a novel, composing music, or doing a radio show. You will fill up in an instant and be able to do that. And when you finish, you can look back and say, wow, where did that come from? Did I do that? And then say, yes, I did, because it was you. It was the inspired you, the one that connected to the flow that you are. It's 
been interesting for me to realize in this very quite recently that the interconnectedness with uh, sacred geometry, with color, with sound frequency, with uh, creativity, that it's almost as if they're becoming into oneness themselves. They really are. And I was in the in the middle of my journey when the magazine and everything came. And in that moment, sacred symbols dropped into my head. I didn't know what they were at the time. I had to look them up. But they dropped into my head, and I was told words that went along with them. And a certain uh, logo was given to me, and it was all sacred geometry. And since that time, I've learned so much more and have been given so much more just through writing that there is something that is really trying to unify itself and it's using all of these different esoteric fields and methods to come together and it is an energy it is a form it is an intelligence that literally encompasses all of it and and allows us to be encompassed by all of it and we simply just have to be in the excitement of all of this information and knowledge that's coming about because it allows us to know more of who we are, and it allows us to anoint ourselves with this brilliance and this frequency and this energy every time we touch upon something like that. Yeah, being, being in the excitement is a great way of putting it, because that's, that's how I feel on a daily basis right now. The stuff is happening, the synchronicities, the crazy connections, and, and I just, it's just like all you have to do is just embrace it and love it and be excited by it. That's just it. And if you don't know how to get into the excitement and you seem to have a lot of stuff going on in your life that looks everything but exciting, then figure out how to be excited about that. Because you have to fake it until you make it. You have to get your body and your mind trained to being in a certain way for it then to show up in your life. And the mistake that a lot of people make is they want to say the affirmations and they want to have the positive thinking and all of those things, but they want to ignore the other pieces that are trying to pop up and they want what they want right now. You have to understand that we live in a place of time, but in actuality there is no time. Everything already exists in a bubble of time. So you are already experiencing yourself as a success somewhere. It might not be right here, right now, the way you're feeling it, but somewhere you've achieved the excess that you've been looking for. Your job is to get yourself to the frequency that you actually encounter that bubble of time rather than the bubble that you're in. That's all we're doing. We're not... We're not really changing anything. We're vibing up to experience something else that's already in experience. We just have to get ourselves there. And so the excitement is one way. If, if right now uh, you have bills showing up in your, in your mailbox, and rather than feeling bad about it, figure out a way to be excited. At least get yourself in the excitement energy so that when you do the positive affirmations, there's some kind of energy at least to light those up a little bit. Otherwise, what you're doing is saying affirmations but feeling bad about your bills, and that's not going to get you manifestation. Sue, we're coming up to our final break now, so we'll take this break for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. It's Peter Tung. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. 
Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Be Extraordinary 7th Wave Network You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Having a fantastic discussion today with Simran Singh, who is leading us on our soul's journey through the show. Simran, I'd love to hear your perspective on the children of today and how we can support them on their journey. Absolutely. I'd love to talk about the children, Peter. Um, this has been a great show, and I've really enjoyed having the discussion. Um, children are really, really important, and, and we kind of have looked at them the wrong way for a long time. A lot of people think that we're here to teach the children. I want you to understand right here, right now, they are the teachers. They are the ones that come here and choose us to try to straighten us out. And when we ignore their little comments or the way they do things or we're not really paying attention to how they play or their innocence or what they say, we're missing out on tremendously valuable lessons. The children that are being born right now are especially crucial because these little ones know their God beingness. They literally have come in with it and they're not going to forget it. And they are very anchored in that wisdom. They have their direct channel open. And so the things that come out of their mouths are simply profound. I have an 11-year-old and I have a 22-month-old. And I am amazed moment by moment what they teach me. They are so far beyond me that I just drink in the words that they say. And when we can look at a child in that way, when we can humble ourselves enough to say, this is who God sent to teach me the real things I needed to learn, all of a sudden we open our journey up because they're there to give you exactly the wisdom that you've been praying for. And so then as a, as a mom, uh, where you want to make sure your child is safe and happy, and you obviously... Uh, are wanting to support them on their journey, how do we strike that balance of giving them their freedom at the same time keeping them safe? Well, I think we have to know that we are here to protect them when major harm takes place. But we also are here to allow them to be free. We don't need to repeat the sins of the father and the mother and pass along generational curses or uh, patterns that we have brought in with us. Part of our job here is to heal our own wounds so that we don't pass them on and so that they don't have to be the ones to heal and clear them for us. So often we have children that are born to us 
partially to teach us, but also to help clear the wounds of past generations. If we're not taking responsibility and healing something, then we're literally putting it on our children's back for them to heal. So at this time, we have to affirm them. We have to love them. When they say things, when they see things, uh, rather than discounting them, we have to allow their imaginations and imaginal selves to continue to flourish and grow because they have the ability to see and know things that we have forgotten. We all had those abilities, but at some point got shut down or cut off from them. And we don't need to do the very thing to them that was done to us. So my biggest advice is just to affirm them. As long as they're not in major harm's way, allow them to be free beings as they are. That's beautiful. Thank you. And I certainly know from my own experience of working with the children that the, the biggest issue for the children is for us to heal ourselves. Yes, and set so it's free huge. From us in that regard, yeah. Huge, huge issue. So, Simran, just just chat a little bit about how you see this year unfolding. 2012, you mentioned earlier about the booster rockets and the energy coming in being very powerful up to the 2112. What's your sense of how is this going to unfold? I, I think that we are in a time that is absolutely amazing, despite the illusions that are showing up outside. We are in such a moment of transformational change where we're on the cusp of new invention, the cusp of new technology, on, on branching out into new forms of healing and health, on accessing power like we've never known before, inside and out. We literally just have to step back and wait for it in the sense that if we do our own work, it's going to show up. And then we have to step forward and be a part of it. So the time that's coming is very much like breathing. It is asking us to inhale deeply and exhale deeply. In our exhale, to rid ourselves, clear ourselves, free ourselves from everything that has been binding us, from all the things of past generations, from all of the trauma and the and the, the chains that have kept us down, from all the limiting beliefs and the lack, to allow those things to clear. Exhale, exhale, exhale them out and make the space so that you can take that deep inhale. And as you inhale, bring in all of that which you deserve, all of that inspiration, all of that knowingness and truth and source energy that can fill you up and become the ideas and the solutions, that can become the actions and the steps, that can become the beingness in this time and understanding that beingness and doingness is the same. We're not to go sit up on a mountain and ohm. And we're not supposed to work to our bones. We are supposed to do both. We are supposed to be the beer and the doer. Because in the action of the doing is the being. And so as human beings having a spiritual experience, I would like you to understand that you are human beings being spiritual and you're spiritual beings that really are here to be human. So let yourselves feel, let yourselves live, and let yourselves know who you truly are by the experience of yourself. We really are poised on the edge of this 
huge potential for awakening, aren't we, with so many people on that tipping point waiting for this sacred moment to open up. It's quite remarkable. It is. It's like standing on the edge of a cliff, all of us, and down below us is this gorgeous, gorgeous ocean that has no end that we can literally dive into and become one with and swim in and bathe in and marinate in, and all we have to do is just leap. <laughs> that leap of faith. <laughs> Simran, we're coming up to the end of the show, and I, I really, really appreciate your wisdom and your experience and your ability to put into words very clearly where we are on our journey right now and where we need to go. So I thank you so very much. Simran-Singh.com and www.1111magmag.com are the websites uh, for Simran. Thank you so much, Peter. It's a wonderful show that you do, and the work that you do is amazing, and I applaud it, and I'm very grateful for the space that you've allowed me today and the conversation that we've had. Simran, it's been mutually a great pleasure. Thanks so much. So next week, my guest is going to be Raymond Wiley, and he is talking about the Georgia Guidestones, America's most mysterious monument. That's going to be a slightly different and interesting show. I hope you've enjoyed today's show with Simran Singh and enjoying the full moon in Leo and that reminder to love yourself infinitely. And uh, have a great week, and we'll see you in a week's time. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.